are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now. So what is happening with all of you guys out there? Oh man, as always, I'm just so happy to be here today. It's a beautiful day outside and finally we get to see people's lawns finally getting greener you know we're not seeing any freezing rain which is a blessing especially if you live in Canada and especially in the if you live in the Guelph or nearby regions man we've had a really rough winter and finally it feels like this week particularly is officially the start of spring even though spring was supposed to start in in like mid-march but right now we're almost done April Actually, oh my god, no, we're in May. What am I talking about, man? But you know what I'm talking about? Overall, it just feels like spring finally outside, and it definitely does, I feel like, brighten up everybody's mood, not just me. I'm pretty sure it's the same way with everybody out there uh, breathing in uh, the, the air of nature and all that. So that's why I'm a bit more energetic this morning, and uh, things are going really well. A little bit about about me next week i'll be starting work and school once again so i'm just trying to get the best out of my last few days of um, holidays quote unquote holidays so i've been trying to get as much sleep in as possible to keep myself healthy in all aspects of life physically mentally emotionally you name it man uh, overall it's been great and of course like if you're a huge combat sports fan like me all you use your um, free time for is search of what's happening in the world of combat sports, what's the newest report, what's the newest rumor, what's the newest matchup announcement, all of that I've been catching up. And um, so today we're going to have a very, very stacked up episode because we have, I think, two different fight cards to break down. We have boxing to break down. Especially, I really want to focus on that because, especially because we talked about it um, previously on the show. I think last week I told you guys that I'm going to be breaking down this particular boxing card. So, um, emphasis will be given um, to this particular boxing fight card. We're going to be getting into that in a few seconds. And then we have, I actually did not know that until this morning, which is a very um, sad moment in the history of combat sports because UFC is also having a fight card. And um, the second bad point about it is, like the second disappointing point about it is that it's happening in Ottawa and I did not know about it. Man. But overall, we're going to be talking about it. Do not despair. We're going to be still talking about it. So nothing to worry about. So we have a lot of fights to break down today. And man, I have a very big news to break <laughs> today on this show. Although I'm pretty sure you guys have already heard it if you catch up with your MMA news. But I'm still going to be talking about it because it has a lot of big implications um, in the whole um, roster of UFC. Especially when we're talking about the light heavyweight division and also the heavyweight division. 
So uh, it's actually really interesting how two major weight divisions in the UFC and one of the biggest MMA organizations in the world depends on this one person. And yeah, okay, never mind. I'm just going to get into it in a few seconds, okay? I'm not going to keep you waiting any longer, okay? So like I said, fam, today's going to be really stacked. So make sure that you are listening carefully because we have so many great things to talk about today. So now, without further ado, let's get started and also i realized that it's been about like 50 episodes that we forgot to use sound bites on the show and i forgot how cool they actually were so now without further ado let's get started yes oh yeah oh yeah okay yeah so now it is official okay yes let's get right into it okay so the first thing i want to talk to you guys about today is Brock Lesnar. Yes, Brock Lesnar, the former heavyweight champion at the UFC. So he used to fight MMA way back in the day. And then he got defeated and he decided to go back to professional wrestling because prior to his move onto MMA, he was a professional wrestler in the WWE. So after he made that transition into WWE, once again, he decided that, hey, I really do miss MMA. So I just want to move back to MMA, have one other fight in the UFC, get a lot of money, and then get back to the WWE again. So that's exactly what he did, which you guys might remember at UFC 200. It feels like it was like two months ago, but it's actually a few years back. Uh, But I remember it very, very vividly because it was a very special um, event because it was UFC's uh, 200th pay-per-view card, which was a great event. And I remember the whole card was stacked. And I think this... um, Um, fight that Brock Lesnar had was one of the main fights like if not the main event of the evening it was at least the co-main event of the evening so Brock Lesnar finally fought on the UFC 200 card against Mark Hunt who was at the time um, a very um, hard guy to beat in the heavyweight division because he has a really tough chin and not only that but he also himself Mark Hunt he has the like the worst and in that sense, I don't mean that he doesn't have um, a lot of power in his shots. I just mean that when he throws that power shot, it's it's just really bad on you. And that for sure, if it does connect to your chin, you will go down 100%. So by, uh, by saying that he has the worst shots in the division, I mean that he has almost the best shots in the division, if that makes sense. You know what I'm talking about. Anyhow, so he fought Mark Hunt. And to everybody's surprise, Mark Hunt got defeated because Brock Lesnar, he just uh, actually, interestingly, he looked very, very big in that fight against Mark Hunt, even though they both weighed the same weight at the maximum limit of the heavyweight division of the UFC, which is about 265 pounds. But if you compare the physique of Brock Lesnar to that of Mark Hunt, Man, they did not look remotely in the in the same weight division. Okay, so when the fight ended, obviously you can uh, you guys probably remember what happened. Brock Lesnar defeated Mark Hunt through unanimous decision, and the way that he won his fight was through um, complete domination through wrestling. He was just throwing around Mark Hunt, taking him down constantly. And it was a bit weird because when you're at that weight division, when you're that heavy 
and you're doing such activity like taking down your opponent constantly and um, uh, for the full say I think it was three rounds so the full, for the full 15 minutes of your fight you're constantly wrestling with your opponent well that's a bit hard and even if you're weighing in at a lighter weight division you're gonna get tired but with Brock Lesnar just looked like he wasn't really getting tired and that his energy was constant and he could have continued doing that like continued wrestling with Mark Hunt even if the fight was five rounds so that was a bit fishy to everybody and it turns out, hey, because the United States Anti-Doping Agency has signed a contract with the UFC to test all athletes, regardless of if you've been fighting in the UFC for 10 years or if you're just going to be fighting for the UFC one time, like once and for all. You're going to be tested regardless before the competition, during competition, like the night of competition, and after competition. And after that uh, Mark Hunt and Brock Lesnar fight, it turned out... USADA said <laughs> that Brock Lesnar had tested positive for a banned substance. Woohoo! To everybody's surprise. Whoa, Mark Hunt, excuse me, Brock Lesnar tested positive for a substance? Wow, shockers. But it was so obvious. Like I said, it was so obvious that Mark, I keep saying Mark Hunt. Man, Mark Hunt is the good guy in this story. But Brock Lesnar, it was so obvious that Brock Lesnar was on something. Even if it was creatine or something he it was so obvious that he was on some substance and after it broke out after the news broke out well obviously USADA gave uh, they determined that that substance use was actually intentional and they gave Brock Lesnar a full two-year um, suspension period which was nothing for uh, Brock Lesnar because he had already um, obtained so much money from that one fight that he had against Mark Hunt at UFC 200 and you know regardless of that suspension he still needed to take some take some time off because he wasn't really sure if he was going to come back to the MMA world or if he was going to move back to the WWE so he it didn't really matter if he was suspended or not he was still going to take that two years off right and then after his suspension ended there were speculations about whether or not um keep saying Mark Hunt, man. Oh, no. Okay. Brock Lesnar was going to come back to the UFC to fight the new, um, yeah, the newer champions because ever since Mark, uh, I keep saying Mark Hunt, man. Okay. No, no Mark Hunt, Brock Lesnar. Because ever since Brock Lesnar left the UFC, there had been different changes in the UFC roster, especially in that heavyweight division. We had different champions uh, ruling over the heavyweight division, we had Stipe Miocic come into power and dominate the division for so many fights until he was defeated by Daniel Cormier, who moved up at the time from the light heavyweight division in the UFC. So he moved up, and everybody, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys remember this fight. Everybody was talking about this fight because it was going to be a true fight, like a true um, battle of two champions at such a high level in the world of MMA because you had the um, the then light heavyweight champion, Daniel Cormier, fighting off against this, uh, this dominating heavyweight champ, Stipe Miocic, at the time. It was going to be legendary, and so the two fought, and Daniel Cormier actually defeated Stipe Miocic, right? So he became the champ champ, because he became the light heavyweight and the heavyweight champion at the UFC. 
And if you guys remember, uh, Brock Lesnar was in the audience when this fight took place. And after Daniel Cormier won that fight, he called Brock Lesnar into the octagon saying that, hey, my next fight in the heavyweight division is going to be against you, my man. And Brock Lesnar, he came in in like full on professional wrestling mode, started trash talking to him. And, um, you know, he tried to make the fans super excited for this so-called um, dream fight that I'm pretty sure nobody would even think of because nobody would even think that Brock Lesnar was going to make that comeback into the MMA world because like I told you guys he was suspended after all after that fight that he had against Mark Hunt and then after his suspension was up he was back to doing stuff because he needs the quote-unquote stuff in order to perform um, to, to optimize level in the WWE. Listen, man, I know the WWE is scripted and it's all planned out, but you still need to have some level of power in order to do all the moves that you need to do in, in professional wrestling. And I know um, this is kind of like off track, but I just, I just want to put this in bracket. I just want to put this out there. I know in the beginning of our show, when we were just getting started, I might have trashed <laughs> the world of professional wrestling. But listen, man, they, they do a lot of hard work the professional wrestlers they put in a lot of work and it's not an easy task at all so i have a lot of respect for them and you know each each um event each sport has its own fans and i honestly wouldn't mind if wrestlemania comes up and it's on tv i'll definitely watch it you know like it's not like i'm totally opposed to it i was just pointing out that hey like i'm pretty sure you guys already know that it's not all real like it's all pre-planned but overall please don't let that make you think that they're not doing actual um like sports because there's a lot of throwing around there's a lot of gymnastics there's a lot of wrestling involved there's a lot of power throwings involved so just keep that in mind they're they're perfect athletes athletes and um yeah, I just want to put that out there, clear some things out there that might have been said on the show previously about professional wrestling. Okay, so now let's set that aside. So like I was saying, um, Brock Lesnar, after his suspension, he went back to the WWE. And uh, like I said, in order to perform well in the WWE, he needed to do things like use substances to perform perfectly in the fights that he was having in the WWE and I'm not sure if you guys have been catching up with um, what's happening in the world of WWE but Brock Lesnar for the longest time he was I think because they have so many championships themselves I think he was the universal champion or something so he was the so-called champion at the time for the for the longest time in the WWE so he needed to fight almost every other week and um, he needed those substances to stay big and strong and do uh, whatever he had to do in those uh, professional wrestling matches. So when Daniel Cormier called out Brock Lesnar after he won his fight against Steven Miocic, everybody was confused because everybody was thinking, man, there's no way on earth that Brock Lesnar is going to be coming back to the UFC because he has to be retested and there is no way on earth that he's going to test negative for all the substances that USADA usually tests for. But either way, USADA said that, okay, Brock Lesnar, since you're you're saying that you've made your contract with the UFC and that you're potentially going to be fighting off against Daniel Cormier soon, 
we're gonna put you we're gonna put you on this testing scheme so so to speak and you are going to be tested for the longest time for about a year so that we make sure that you are completely clear of substances and that your potential fight against daniel cormier is going to be a fair one and a clean one so (laughs) brock lesnar he actually got on the program but um, you guys probably remember this again that even though brock lesnar was being tested constantly by usada some of his samples went missing now that's a really weird thing because usada is a government agency and they do everything really carefully and they take care of everything super carefully so it was a bit surprising that brock lesnar's samples out of all people who are getting tested by usada in the ufc his samples all of his samples went missing okay wow what a shock right and uh it was just really weird and honestly personally i'm telling you man i never really thought that brock lesnar would be making that fight in the ufc once again he will ne- I, I thought that he would never come back to the ufc because why like the money is so much better in the wwe and you get to do all the substances that you want um in the wwe to perform um fantastically in your in your matches but if you want to fight mma first of all brock lesnar he's not a young man anymore and things are going to be really tough on him especially if he wants to um like reduce his use of substances and he wants to have a really clean training camp it's it's going to be really rough on his body and brock lesnar is a big man and um it's just not going to be like everything if he wanted to make that transition back into the MMA world, nothing almost would be in his favor. So Brock Lesnar, he made the logical decision, uh, even though some people were surprised, but I wasn't, honestly. Brock Lesnar made the logical decision by stating, officially stating that he has forever retired from the world of MMA. And wow, I'm actually really proud of Brock Lesnar because by doing that, he he led like a lot of people were waiting on Brock Lesnar to confirm his comeback. But now that he said that he's retired, we can do so many great things in the UFC and the in the heavier weight divisions. Because like I said, a lot of people were waiting on Brock Lesnar, especially guys like Daniel Cormier and even Dana White, the president of the UFC himself. He was really counting on Brock Lesnar making that comeback. And he was he was really looking forward to making this really big fight card that would feature Brock Lesnar against um, uh, Daniel Cormier. But now that Brock Lesnar has officially retired from MMA, where our hands are so much more open. And I'll tell you why. Because now that Brock Lesnar, a guy that had no business, I'm sorry to say this, but it's the truth. Listen, it is the truth. A guy who had no business being in the heavyweight division in the UFC because it's not really fair to other fighters who have been fighting constantly to get to the top, to get to a top rank in order to get a title shot. And for you who hasn't even fought in the UFC for the past like four years to come back and get a title shot, it makes no sense at all. And so I'm just really happy that Brock Lesnar has said that he doesn't want to come back anymore. And so this leaves us with so many opportunities, so many potential matchups for uh, the current champion, Daniel Cormier, because da da da. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys, there is going to be potentially a third 
fight between Daniel Cormier and his longtime rival, the one and only John Jones. Okay, here we go. The, I have to play this because this is so dramatic. Yeah. Okay. So listen to me. I guarantee you, Daniel Cormier will be fighting against John Jones in a heavyweight bout. And I'm telling you this, it is going to be the most anticipated uh, fight of the UFC history. And it's going to sell so much. And it's going to be the biggest heavyweight fight of all time in terms of MMA. So I'm really happy that Brock Lesnar finally said farewell to the heavyweight division because we can finally witness this potential phenomenal fight between Daniel Cormier and John Jones. But before that, what Dana White has actually confirmed is that Daniel Cormier, because he got the title himself, he got the title from Stipe Miocic, that the first guy in line for the title is indeed Stephen Miocic, which makes total sense because Stephen Miocic, he was a very um, dominating heavyweight champion. I think he was the longest, um, he was the longest reigning champion in the heavyweight division, right? So he held the held the belt for, I think six or seven fights, six or seven title defenses, which is great. Nobody in the UFC history, in the at least in the heavyweight division, has been able to do that. But Stephen Miocic did that. So it's it's totally logical that Stephen Miocic gets the first um, title shot against Daniel Cormier. But like I said, after that potential title shot, if given that Daniel Cormier uh, remains the champion, then we are definitely definitely going to see that John Jones and Daniel Cormier trilogy fight, which I'm already super excited for. And I'm pretty sure um, because I know a lot of other fans out there are really looking forward to this fight. And like I said, given that Daniel Cormier wins this fight against Stipe Miocic, then Dana White for sure, because they listen to the fans, man. How do you think they actually make the matchups, right? Like they listen to the fans, they think what's right, what's wrong, like who's a good matchup for who and all that. So if the fans want it, there's a really high chance that they're gonna make that matchup. And I'm really um, very, very highly positive that this matchup between John Jones and Daniel Cormier is going to happen very, very soon. So that is my opinion on this whole issue. So although I sort of, I might have been a bit harsh on Brock Lesnar today, guys. But listen, if Brock Lesnar is listening to this right now, I apologize. But I mean, man, listen, it is what it is. And I actually want to thank Brock Lesnar for making that decision to move out. Like not really think about a, another comeback into the world of MMA. Because, you know, some things are made for you and some things are not. And sometimes you just excel in one field of life. And you're sort of like mediocre in that other field of life. And I feel like for Brock Lesnar... It would be best if he's always remembered at, as that, you know, phenomenal athlete um, in, in the world of professional wrestling and as, as a memorable figure in the world of um, WWE, you know, along, alongside guys like Hulk Hogan or, you know, some other legendary um, um, uh, professional wrestlers. That's the way I, I choose to remember Brock Lesnar, not as someone who used to fight in the UFC. So once again, thanks to Brock Lesnar. We're going to have so many great matchups in the heavyweight division now. 
But yeah, man, that's pretty much about that. But I think I talked a lot about that topic. So now, without further ado, I actually want to talk a little bit about the fight that is happening, the Cinco de Mayo boxing card that is happening, obviously, uh, over the Cinco de Mayo uh, weekend. But it's not happening on uh, the the Cinco day. It's not happening on the 5th. It's actually happening on the 4th. So May 4th, may the force be with you. Yeah, and um, yes, it's happening, I believe, in Madison Square Garden, which is great for both guys. Um, Listen, man, this fight between Canelo Alvarez and Daniel Jacobs is not going to be an easy one for either one of them because right now, you know, stakes are really high because if Canelo wins this fight, he is going to unify three of the four Uh, titles available for the middleweight division currently so Canelo Alvarez currently holds the WBA and the WBC uh, middleweight championship of the world and Daniel Jacobs he's holding the IBF title so if he if Canelo wins he's gonna win all three titles and there will be one other title to obtain Um, and if Daniel Jacobs actually wins this fight Thing, like stakes are even higher for him because if he wins, then he's going to get two additional um, titles for himself, which nobody would actually expect him to do. Because coming into this fight, Daniel, excuse me, I feel like, oh man, for some reason, I feel like saying Daniel Cormier because I've been talking about him for the past 20 minutes, but Daniel Jacobs. So Daniel Jacobs, he's actually coming into this fight as a huge underdog. And everybody's saying that Canelo is going, wi- going to be winning this fight. But I completely disagree. I feel like this fight is going to be a very big challenge for both of these guys because Canelo, other than his fight against the former champion Gennady Golovkin Triple G, this is the the next um, um, the next most legitimate fight that he's going to be having in the middleweight division. Because let's think about it: all the other fights he has that that Canelo has been having in this particular weight division. There, there haven't been, um, uh, there hasn't been a lot of challenge, um, uh, you know, against his style, against his his whole athleticism in a way. But in this fight, I feel like Daniel Jacobs is definitely going to bring it. He's not going to be a easy guy to beat. He's going to probably make it last the full fight, uh, the the full twelve rounds. And um, Canelo is going to have a really hard time um, trying to. Um, uh, just fight against the style that Daniel Jacobs is going to be bringing into this fight. And Daniel Jacobs, he has, yeah, I feel like he honestly has nothing to lose, even though he is currently ho- holding the IBF championship um, belt. But I feel like it, it, he has a lot more to gain. And that's totally logical because if he wins this fight, then everybody's going to be looking at him as someone who defeated Canelo because Canelo has only been defeated once in his professional career. And that has been uh, by Floyd Money Mayweather. So if uh, Daniel Jacobs is going to, is actually able to win this fight, through um, a knockout, that would be fantastic because that would be the biggest win of his career. And like I said, he has everything to gain and almost nothing to lose. So I would say this fight is actually going to be really interesting because it's going to be a tough matchup for both of these guys. And because of that, I would definitely recommend all of you guys to catch up with this fight on May 4th. 
because I can't really give you a prediction about this fight. Although, like I said, Canelo is coming into this fight as a big favorite. But do not trust the betters and the odd makers because you never really know what's actually going to happen on fight nights. And like I said, it's not going to be an easy fight for Canelo. So definitely try to catch up with this fight on May 4th. I believe it starts, the main card starts at 10 p.m. And I know we also have the UFC fight card in Ottawa happening around the same time. But you guys, you guys already know what to do. Just pull up two screens and watch the two fight cards simultaneously. Okay, I've done that before. It worked for me. And it's actually really exciting because you get to see what's happening live in both, um, in both cases. So I definitely recommend that you do that. But other than that, man, oh no, I'm just looking at the clock right now. And unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Guys, you already know, make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And also you can go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl Janan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.